Those other podcasts keep telling the same old stories over and over. Nobody cares about the swerve, bro. We provide you with new content. Now this is fucking entertainment. TMA Studios. It's what you want. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Prepare yourself for the greatest wrestling podcast on the World Wide Web today. This is the Snowball Wrestling Network. Introducing your host of SWN. Give it up for the one, the only, Caleb Stovall. What's up, everyone? It's me, Caleb Stovall, and I am back. Yes, I feel like I say that a lot, but I am back. It's been a while. We've had some technical issues and whatnot. We've had all this and that. I'll get into that a little bit later on, but it is so good to uh, hear from everyone and everything like that. It's so good to be back here uh, on the Stovall Wrestling Network, the SWN Podcast. And thank you so much for tuning into it uh, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Radio, wherever you are listening to, wherever you get podcasts, you can hear it. Uh, and, And as well, you can hear it on TMB studios and we are going to talk about so much here today we have i mean literally the world of professional wrestling is on fire and that is an understatement and we'll get into all that we're going to talk about the cm punk situation we're going to talk about aew full gear and what they've got going on and whatnot we're going to talk about wwe and we're going to talk about major league wrestling but i mentioned tmb studios and someone who is not on fire never has been his name is chris mother effing dickens chris (laughs) you know i don't have to be on fire to be the best in the world i just have to show up (laughs) what's going on swn fan nation caleb stovall we're back on the air but you rarely show up (laughs) oh okay He's doing this because it's especially when James Kitchens is around. Oh, okay. When's the last time James Kitchens actually came to bail you out? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know exactly. (laughs) We haven't been on the air in a couple of weeks, folks, and that's because there's been a lot of things going on in both my life and Mr. Stovall's life that has kept us from getting together to get a show done, and there has a lot. A lot has happened in the world of professional wrestling, and by God, we can't let it ride. We have to get back to it. So we're here, we're now, and I'm handing it back to Stovall to get this train rolling, because if we don't, we will do another episode for a little while. So let's get it going, Caleb Stovall. Oh, God. Yeah, I know, really. There might be a riot or something like that. (laughs) But yes... I'm excited to talk about it because it is on fire. And I am talking about the world of pro. Yes. Pro wrestling. And wrestling right now is the talk uh, of the town. talk of the internet. That's for sure. 
Uh, you know, th there's been so much going on and everything. And and where should we begin, Chris? Well, why not start with the, 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 the buzzworthiness in the room with WWE? I mean, it's the top of the food chain, right? So why not start well, there? Well, of course, they always are, aren't they? No, well, they think okay. they are. So, yeah, we, they've had a few things happen. Let's, let's go to it. The Saudi Arabia event. Now, I'm not going to talk about the event because I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch it. I don't I didn't watch it either. See, I don't want to see Tyson Fury. I'm not interested. I'm not saying he's not a physical specimen for boxing or whatnot, blah, blah, blah. That's cool. I just don't care to see it in the world of pro wrestling. But that's just me. I'm sorry. And I just I haven't watched any of the Saudi Arabia uh, events or whatnot. But, but that is not what everyone is talking about. What everyone is talking about is this situation that happened the day after Saudi Arabia, where all of the superstars were scheduled, you know, to catch a flight, blah, 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 get ready to go home and whatnot and get ready for SmackDown the next day, uh, or at least the SmackDown stars, at least. And what ended up happening was there ended up being some delays. They got delayed. Now, we're going to talk about why they got delayed in just a minute, but that's just the short version of it for right now. But they got delayed somehow, and then they were forced to rewrite SmackDown, which I'm not, I don't think anyone is surprised by that, should we? No. <laughs> At this point? I mean, a rewrite of an entire show, right? That doesn't happen almost every single show now with WWE. No, just every week. I know. <laughs> so, anyways, but they had to rewrite uh, SmackDown, and they had to call up. The NXT guys. And uh, yeah, it was an NXT invasion. And it happened on Fox and whatnot. And I will say this. Out of everything you know about WWE, the coolest thing I thought was one of my master control operators. Uh, uh, he was working the night shift for that. And he had to do the uh, SmackDown show. And he saw it. And he was just like, hey, I'm not going to lie. That was pretty cool. So I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. You know, a non-wrestling fan getting into it. But I digress. But anyways, so it was an NXT invasion. And I will say this. They ended up having one of the best main events I've seen on SmackDown in years, which was Adam Cole, baby. Hey, rest in peace. <laughs> I've been watching Being the Elite, too, but that's neither here nor there. Adam Cole, though, versus Daniel Bryan. And, oh, my God, Chris, I will say this. I could watch Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan wrestle for an hour or even three hours every single week, and I'd never get tired of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that matchup in and of itself, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but, you know, I, I didn't watch all of SmackDown, but I, I did hear about the event and came in uh, right at the very end of the main event. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my God, just what I saw blew my mind. I haven't seen a match like that on WWE programming in a long, long time. Yeah, and, and, and I'll say that. So, for better or for worse, you know, that happened. And then at the very end of it, since we've had NXT people, you know, it started with Shanna Baszler. Uh, and then it ended up being Matt Riddle and Keith Lee, I think. And then, uh, you know, all of this stuff. And then at the very end, the NXT guys get in the ring with Triple H, and they declare war. 
on Raw and SmackDown. Now, here's the here's the interesting thing about this promo, right? And I'm pretty sure a lot of wrestling fans have figured this out, but I'm going to point it out anyways. Didn't in that promo when Triple H said, you want a war, blah, blah, blah. How, how much you want to bet how much that was directed at All Elite? Oh, of course. <laughs> like, it was the most obvious thing. It was just like, okay, WWE, all right, take your shot at AEW. <laughs> You know, well, the funny thing about it was is that he he rebranded uh, a promo that he cut uh, on uh, WCW the night after WrestleMania. <laughs> right, you start I, I, a war. I, I, you turn to your friends. You turn to your blood, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! This is when he called back X Pac, who came from WCW, and they blasted Eric Bischoff and fucking WCW. <laughs> I was just Hulk, like, oh Hulk my Hulk Hogan said I couldn't cut the mustard. Well, Hulk Hogan, you suck, pal! <laughs> I'm sorry. That's basically what happened on that Friday Night Smackdown. <laughs> it was a shot toward uh, All Elite Wrestling. Well, of course it was. It was, a, it was a chance to spotlight NXT and everything. Now, here's my question to WWE. Because now we're setting up for Survivor Series, right? NXT mm -hmm. versus Raw and SmackDown. Or is it Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT? I'm confused at times on that one. But here's my thing. If the WWE superstars hadn't been delayed on that plane ride, and again, we're going to get into that, but if they hadn't missed that show, what was planned? That's a good question. And would it have been this good? Because <laughs> I, I very, I very doubt much it. doubt it. I don't I think it would have been as good. <laughs> I mean, I, I really do. Like, I, 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 I just don't think. Like, like it's like, when did you plan on building for Survivor Series at this point? You know, <laughs> like, like was this originally planned? I don't know. That's a question. You know, that, that we'll have to put a pin in and everything like that. But yep. that SmackDown was awesome. I'll give them that. Now, let's get to the reason why the WWE superstars were supposedly delayed and all that. There's been a lot of reports worming around about this, Chris. Uh, what do you know about this? Well, for starters, I mean, you, you go through your dirt sheets and you go through your news outlets. Um, Which, of course, you can trust every word that they say. Yeah, of course. Um, a lot of things were said that there was a My Dick is Bigger Than Yours contest between Vince McMahon and the Prince of Saudi Arabia. And supposedly what's going on. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that statement alone. What the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly what, what was put out there. So basically, here's what the, the story is, according to uh, all your media outlets, dirt sheets, or whatnot. Right. Saudi Arabia still owes WWE money for previous events up in the millions of dollars. I think it was like $6 million or $60 million or something like that. Oh, dear God. And Vince McMahon cut the live feed of Crown Jewel early in Saudi Arabia. And then hopped oh, on the wow. jet and left. 
And according to uh, reports that um, himself and some top-tier Class A superstars, uh, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, uh, just to name a few, hopped on their own private jet and hightailed it back to Greenwich. While the rest of the superstars who were boarding a jet uh, were actually grounded and were told that there was a mechanical issue, but reports are coming out that Saudi Arabian military was surrounding them, uh, told them to get off the plane, and also told them that they were to go back to their hotel room until the prince could figure out what to do with them. What the... Uh, yeah, which, by the way, I, I already know this, but just yeah. hearing it, like, like you hear this, I, I just, it's hard for me to believe a lot of that. I'll be honest. I'm like, what? But then again, it's, I, it, it's not because you're in a foreign country as well. You yeah, and, and the president of the United States and the uh, government of the United States were informed. Uh, what was going on, which leads you to believe that maybe, just maybe, this could have been, uh, you know, a security risk uh, or something. Oh, dear God. I, I mean, it, it, yes, it could have. And now, here is what the, is going to piss me off more, because I know where this is going. After all of this happened, what happened not mere days later? As far as which part, because there are multiple things that happened. I'm talking about as far as McMahon uh, forgetting the whole thing happened, apparently. Oh, yeah. Just blowing it off like nothing happened. And then uh, they, and they did then, have the meeting on Raw, the, you know, the gathering of the superstars on Raw. Right. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Carl Anderson was called out for his remarks on Twitter uh, when he said, I wonder who's going to be the locker room leader on Monday. And <laughs> Apparently, Triple H called him out on it, and he didn't say a word. Um, Dave Meltzer, our favorite Rainbow Road Skeeton star guy, uh, <laughs> paid a report that Seth Rollins had spoken up and um, you know gave a speech during that. And then Seth Rollins turned around and blasted Dave Meltzer, saying, no, I didn't get your facts straight. <laughs> so, I, um, I mean, I, here's the thing. Why would you, like, discredit that? Because, I mean, that technically aren't, isn't he kind of supposed to be the locker room leader? He's supposed to be, but apparently the person that spoke up was uh, none other than AJ Styles. Really? And, AJ. and that's that's a surprise that AJ actually spoke up during this whole thing. And Well, what did AJ say? Uh, I can't remember exactly what the report said. I, I just know that it said that he is one of the people that spoke up during the uh, meeting. It wasn't anything fully negative, um, but it, it was enough to them say, hey, AJ's the one that spoke up. Um, I do know that that might be the reason why AJ's getting more of a, a push now, as we've seen over the course of the past few, uh, the past couple of weeks. Where he uh, basically the, is the leader of Raw versus SmackDown, I guess. Basically, up, we've because right the OC is uh, at, a, at a whole ordeal. Uh, once we got to Raw, the OC is the one that ends up defeating NXT guys, and it's just like, wait a minute, <laughs> uh, this well, whole course. war thing was supposed to be like the NXT are badasses, and we just shut them down on Raw. 
Yeah, but, I know. I know. Good God. WWE manages to screw up another fucking hot angle. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, just, good God. I just don't understand that. I really don't. We'll, we'll get into that. But, th- but going back to this whole Saudi Arabia thing. All right. If, if that did happen, why would you want to put your so-called family in danger like that? Why, why would you continuously want to do that or get or have the risk of that happening again? It doesn't and, make and, any and, sense. And here's the thing. I, see, here's the thing to me, which is so funny about that. My dick is bigger than yours with the with the prince of Saudi Arabia, of all people, for God's fucking sake. But here's the funny thing. And it's funny that you said the president of the United States was informed because WWE basically is the Donald Trump right now of of the world. And I'm not trying to make like a political statement or some bullshit like that. But here's the thing. I can't tell what is fake and what is clear bullshit anymore from that company. Because here's the thing. WWE, it's like, it's like, how can you believe anything that is clearly scripted and micromanaged down to the T. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've even said it that Vince McMahon has the final say so in everything that you do. That means not just from promos and what the show is doing and whatnot, but he's got say so in what you post on Twitter and what you say in interviews, in all of this kind of stuff. So how can you believe a word they say? I mean, it's very difficult to believe anything that comes from WWE in and of itself. Um, the only ones, you, you can't even believe the superstars half the time because you don't know what's real and what's, you know, a scripted angle. Yeah, and you can't tell, like, who is, like, I guess, you know, trying to make the company look good or whatnot. And uh, blah blah blah, and 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 then you can't tell like who actually is being mistreated at times, you know? Yeah, it's 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 rather difficult uh, to maintain what's truth and what's not when it has the WWE logo slapped against it, and and that's what every Twitter feed, every Facebook post, every Instagram, because every single person uh, usually has that WWE logo slapped to their name, you know. Um, exactly. But I, but I at mean, the same here, time, the like, thing. well, I'm sorry, but r- real quick, I, I was gonna say that, like, with like, I have them on Facebook. I, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't like AJ Styles posts the same thing that Raw posts. Like, yeah. it's not a real, it's not a real account half the time. No, but so, when you get on Twitter, AJ Styles org is the real AJ Styles. Yeah, I know. And, I've seen that. And when he posts, it's completely different from what's posted to WWE. But right. don't get me wrong. AJ Styles has always been uh, a company man. But well, I mean, look at what he did with TNA. He was very loyal to TNA. He was until they, they didn't do him right with the contract dispute. Obviously. But the thing is, is when you sit there and you look at this entire situation, who do you believe and who do you not believe? Exactly. My thing, my thing is, is that we've got everybody coming out, and they, they, they try. There was reports that they were trying to get 
uh, some of the talent to record videos stating that, yes, it was a, uh, a malfunction uh, with the uh, aircraft, yada, yada, yada. Um, but Which that should ease everyone. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, geez. Yeah, it was, oh, it was a malfunction with the machinery. Okay, no problem. We believe you. But then you've got all these reports that are coming out of things that's going on in Saudi Arabia. We've had reporters killed in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and, and it's just, you know. Which is what are, got them a lot of this negative PR in the first place. Mm -hmm. I don't and, understand. I mean, I get the, I like, okay, I guess from a money-hungry grub standpoint of view, I get, you know, the, the, the reward of Saudi Arabia. But at the same time, You've brought all of this negative PR on yourself that it's just, why do you continuously want to do that and go over there? I well, here's the, don't, I don't understand it. Here's the other thing is that apparently after all this went down, uh, the money that was owed to them was paid. And now they've ex they've extended their deal for the eight years or 10 years, however long it is. Where yeah, I saw one, that. Yeah, One event a year to now it's two events a year. Oh, oh my God. So I know. And that's, here's my thing. Who's going to go over there? That's it, dude. That, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, you just really want to drive this into the ground, don't you? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess the Brooklyn Brawler can dust off his tights and take his ass over there. Now he can make some money. Because <laughs> nobody <laughs> else huh? doesn't want to do it. Oh my God. I mean, for real. Like, like look. Here's the thing. The talent's going to do what they're asked to do. I, I mean, let's face it. It's a job. It, yeah. it, 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 it's a job. People can say, well, it's an art form as well. And yes, it very much is. It's still a job. Like, you still have to make money. And so you got to do what you got to do. I understand that. But a lot of people, it's like, look, a lot of people don't want to go over there like, Sami Zayn can't go over there because of some family heritage thing. Um, Daniel Bryan is not going to go over there because he doesn't want to support that. Uh, uh, what's his face? Alistair Black can't go over there because of his uh, so-called religious tattoos and shit like yeah. that. So and there was like, even a whole lot of uh, speculation that a lot of the other reasons why all this went down was because they had that women's match. I mean, that's true, but, but here's the thing, like, the women were covered up head to toe. I mean, you know, but still, I, I get it, like, like women are just not revered like that in Saudi Arabia. No. I think that there's just some things that you should not push the limits on. I get that it's awesome to have this big monumental moment for the women's rest, and that was a cool, that was a cool moment, especially from an outsider looking in, you know, like, like, that was a cool moment. I'll give it to him. But still, it's some moments you might not want to push that because, again, you're you're not dealing with America. You're dealing with a foreign country. It's just, I just uh. it is, it's it's strange, and and I I don't get the gist of. I understand that you know the concept of hey, this is going to put money to our bottom line. And it's going to bring us up, which you which now they're not answering to this themselves. They're answering the shareholders. Um, they're answering to a board of directors. Fox. The Fox, too. And this is all that was supposed to be, you know, bottom line dollar. 
And what and, is the Fox deal doing that we said it was going to do from from the get go? Yeah, what's it doing? I'll tell you what it's doing. It is it. They are interfering with all of the storylines because anything Raw does that's good, they want it on SmackDown. And then anything that's bad on Raw, they don't want it. And anything that's bad on SmackDown, they want it on Raw, kind of thing. Yeah. And now WWE is not only having to answer to Fox, then they've got to answer to USA. It's just. Well, you're, you, you're and, in NBC over your Universal head. is USA. And the, the fact is, well, is that, you, you, you know what I meant. Yeah. Well, WWE's been dealing with them for years. Well, that's true. And they, I mean, they have a little bit of leadway, but Fox is a completely different, you know, beast in and of itself. Yeah. Fox. They want things their way or the highway. So, and this is a, a huge deal for WWE. So, what do you do in that moment? You give Fox what they want. And well, of course, I'm not saying. See, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because obviously, but Fox it's is it's making WWE look like they are just throwing paint at the wall and calling it a Picasso painting. It's it's stupid. And, and, and it's, look here, I, I I give them the credit for the things that they are doing right. Like the Bailey Hill turn. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm like, oh my God, where the fuck has this been for the longest time? I like that stuff. I like, I, I mean, NXT shows have been good. I'll admit, I don't watch them. I, I only see like Facebook videos uh, and stuff like that. But I don't really like watch NXT or anything. I'm too busy watching Dynamite. But, yeah. Um, you know, so I, I'll give them the credit for the Fiend. I mean, that's pretty good, except I thought it was ruined with this Rollins shit. I don't know, but whatnot. That, that, that's a different story. But it's just, it's, the, it's these things that are here about Saudi Arabia, and it's these things that are here about all of this other bullshit that's going on there. Like the thing with Jordan Miles going on and everything like that. That's yeah, it's like, why do you like, why do I want to support this company? And I don't. The answer is I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't tell you the last time I've really watched anything WWE programming esque. Um, I usually just if, if there's something that I need to look at uh, as far as like for this show or just in general, because it, it's something that um, right. the wrestling community is buzzing about. I'll check it out. Right. Um, and we're going to, I know we're going to touch on uh, something that's really got the fans buzzing uh, in a little bit, but you know, as far as supporting WWE and watching raw, watching SmackDown, watching NXT, um, the only thing that they're getting support from me from is, you know, I pay for the WWE network every month. And the only reason I do that exactly. is because it's got classic wrestling on it. Exactly. I mean, it, I mean, that's the only place I can go to watch WCW and ECW and stuff like that. So I'm going to go and watch that. I can't help that. But, you know, all of this other shit, I can't get behind anything that they do. I can't get behind NXT. And, I'm, and I know there's going to be people who are like, but NXT is, is really good on Wednesdays and, and shit like that. I'm not saying that it's not. I think it is good. The problem is, is it's under the WWE banner. When, mm -hmm. Like, remember this whole, you know, NXT takeover thing before, you know, the actual invasion or whatnot. 
like when they were having the takeovers and people were like, oh, it's it's this amazing thing. And it's it's awesome. I'm going, it's under the WWE banner, though. The WWE, like, you can say that, oh, it's this new promotion, but it's still WWE. The, Vince McMahon is still going to get a pay cut of it. Yep. It has the WWE logo on the fucking turnbuckles half the time. When they were here in Aiken, right? When NXT came here for uh, Aiken, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I was able to go, they had the WWE logo from head to toe. It, of course, it's, it's 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 still WWE. I mean, even even our favorite referee from NXT, uh, you know, Antron Brewer, D. A. Yeah. Brewer. Uh, when he came down and, you know, we were talking about uh, getting him on the podcast. He's right. got to go through WWE on some of the stuff he can and can't talk about. Exactly. And he works for NXT. So exactly. he's still a WWE employee. Exactly. Like, like everything that you like. Okay. They just launched uh, the podcast, right? They launched their official, the the first podcast, because they're obviously going to create the podcast network because they are so ratings-driven on everything that they have to beat Conrad Thompson in podcasts or whatnot. Or us. (laughs) Do what? Or or us. (laughs) Or, right? Yes, yes. I mean, they have to beat everyone in the podcast, and they have to create their own podcast network now. And, uh, and I mean, podcasts are the way to go, it seems like, uh, these days. But, um, like, they've got that, and they just launched it with Corey Graves, uh, and it's called After the Bell and whatnot. And they've had um, people on, and it's supposedly supposed to be this uncensored uh, look or this this un, you know like it's supposed to be off the cuffs and everything like that and, unsanctioned and, uncensored unscripted yada yada yeah yada. yeah 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 all, all that kind of uh, bullshit and which is what it which is what it is like I've heard the first two episodes and I'm sitting there going dude this literally sounds like Vince McMahon talking <laughs> basically like your first guess like well their first guess actually uh um well I can't remember their first guess but I know that Triple H was on there on the first episode and like uh he like all I heard was I'm sitting there going I'm like Corey you literally sound like you're kissing his ass right now like <laughs> it's just it's 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 it's, it's scripted the hell and back. Everything they say is bullshit, in my opinion. <laughs> now, is some of the bullshit good? Yeah, it is, obviously. But again, I don't care. I I I cannot support. So I cannot comment on where they're going with Survivor Series. I cannot comment. I can comment on 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 another storyline, such as the Lana and Rusev storyline. Oh my God. What the fuck is wrong with them? Yeah, that storyline is out there beyond belief. Um, and <laughs> is anyone in WWE actually been in a real relationship? Apparently not. <laughs> or, or at least one of the writers, because I'm sitting there going, "Dude, is this how you see real life couples?" Apparently, <laughs> that's how I they see it. It's I do not understand what is going on here. 
Rusev told the dirt sheets uh, or whoever that this was a collaborative effort between him and the storyline writers in WWE uh, with this whole angle with him, Lana, and Rusev. And um, I can dude. believe that somewhat, but not that much. It, it sounds like it's spoon fed again. I mean, you you want to see your wife with another man? I, that's, that, that's my thing. It's like, even in a storyline mode, like, it's like, and you want to have, what is there, what is the fascination in wrestling where wrestling almost turns into the Maury Povich show? Yeah. That's I basically mean, for God's what it sakes, is. Th- th- there's another fucking pregnant angle. Well, I mean, she used it or something, and then Bobby Lashley attacked. I don't fucking care what happened. The point is, is that. I heard that word again in wrestling, and I'm sitting there going, what is your fascination with this shit? That doesn't make any sense. It's just stupid. And part of it, you know, you you look at the situation, and you're just like, did they really agree to this? And then the other part of it is knowing Vince McMahon's mindset, knowing that, oh, this is another (laughs) one of those. This is good shit. This is funny shit. This is fun. This is entertainment. Exactly. And that's the biggest problem. Who is it entertaining is my question. Because clearly it's not working. This is the same guy who wanted to do a storyline where the child of Stephanie happened to be Vince's child. And you're just like, what are you smoking, dude? Really? And then like Hornswoggle was his son and whatnot. And it's like, what the fuck is going on around here? It was actually supposed to be somebody else, and they couldn't find a solution. So it's like, oh fuck it, make it hornswoggle. Well, uh, I just, I, I mean, and they were talking about Survivor Series, uh, 2014, Sting's debut on uh, the Arn Anderson podcast. Now, yeah, Conrad Thompson has another podcast. Imagine that. I'm but, surprised uh, Conrad Thompson doesn't have his own website with every podcast known to man on it. I'm call sure it the, he does, the, actually. The, the CT Network. <laughs> I don't know, but um, on Arn Anderson, right, they, they went they went through that pay-per-view. And, you know, I heard the I heard the sentence, right? I heard Adam Rose and the Bunny versus Heath Slater and um, I forget who else uh, at the time. But I'm sitting there going... Does anyone just not find, like, how is it that in anybody's mind, whenever you're booking or you're writing television and you hear Adam Rose and the Bunny versus Heath Slater, how is, how does something in your mind not go, hey, that sounds like shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't understand. And, and I'm sorry, I like, I feel like this is a whole WWE bashing segment, and I'll be honest, it kind of is. Because, again, I don't like them right now. I told you when I saw – I've said it on this uh, podcast numerous times. But when Brock Lesnar ran his happy ass down that ramp in the Money in the Bank uh, ladder matchup, and he got the Money in the Bank, he was the special surprise entrance – I told you, like, I literally hit the back button on my PlayStation, and I haven't watched one of their specials since. Yeah, and I'm the same way. It's just, what the hell? I don't like them. And here's my thing. To me, 
There is so much better wrestling on right now. AEW is fucking killing it right now. They really are. We're going to talk about Dynamite, and we're going to talk about Full Gear uh, coming up here in just a moment. But we've also got NWA Power now. And NWA Power in and of itself is amazing. Uh, We've got MLW, Major League Wrestling. Now, do you make the most money working for these places? Probably not. Well, maybe in AEW's case, you probably will. But for the others, you probably aren't going to make that much money that you would in WWE. But for me, it's like, I don't see how anyone wants to go to WWE right now. I just just don't. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it doesn't make any sense to try to go to any other place other than you know, AEW or, or even Impact Wrestling for that matter. And, and again, here's here. Okay, here's the thing. And, and I will say this, right? The talent is not the issue in WWE. The talent they have right now, the best roster that they've ever had since the Attitude Era. They this have, is true. I mean, I mean, they have Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Alistair Black, Nakamura, Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens, all of these other people from the women, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, all of these women that are amazing. And they, and I'll say this, they have truly revolutionized women's wrestling. And that is the thing that they have going for them still. And of course, The Fiend is amazing. I'll give them that. And I cannot get mad at talent if they sign with WWE. I mean, how can you? People got to, you know, work places and stuff like that. And you do make money working for WWE. You know, that's obviously not the problem. It's just from a moral standpoint right now. It's from a creative standpoint, from all of this other stuff. It's like, why would you want to go there? You have to do what they say. You are no longer like... Basically, instead of let, instead of you uh, painting the picture yourself, it's like they're going to be like, so you need to take your brush and you need to go in a straight line this way and then you need to go diagonal this way. Then you need to go sideways this way and make and make this beautiful thing right here. But don't mess up whatsoever or we're going to take the paintbrushes away from you. Yeah, this is, it's just ridiculous. I mean, that's just how I feel about WWE and I'm sorry. And I'll say this, this will be like one of the last times we cover WWE in full because I don't watch their product. I don't do it. I just can't. <laughs> I, yeah. Now, here's the thing. I'll talk about old events. I'll talk about the Attitude Era, you know, but the Attitude Era in and of itself is a whole show, you know? Very true. Like, so... I mean, I'll talk about the old days of WWE and whatnot. I love those days. But even those have shady things that happen. <laughs> so This is very true, too. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny, Chris. And I know that we're all about wrestling here and whatnot on the Stoveball Wrestling Network. But here's the thing. I, I, I am rooting against him in this wrestling war, so to speak. But I'm rooting for him in another avenue, which is the XFL. Like, I'm rooting for the XFL. <laughs> because I want the XFL to succeed this time. Why? Yes. Because Aaron Murray is the uh, quarterback for, Tampa, uh, for the Tampa Bay Vipers. Did you see this? The, I the did former, not. 
the former Georgia quarterback, Aaron Murray, is the uh, quarterback for the Tampa Bay Vipers. Wow. So I'm like, holy shit. Now I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. So go dogs. <laughs> Anyways, but that, you know what? I think I've ranted too much about WWE. I'm tired of talking about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore, but I will talk about something else that came up with WWE in just a minute. But we're going to take a short, quick break here on the Stovall Wrestling Network podcast from And we're going to get a quick word from TMB Studios. It's the Stovall Wrestling Network. Come on back. What's up, everybody? It is Blake Collins here with Chatter City. We are dropping the 411 on everything sports. It's baseball, football, basketball, anything and everything about sports, even the unique sports as well. Not only that, but we are also going to have spinoff shows related to the unique people within the CSRA area. Talking about music, talking about movies, different things like that, so you do not ever want to miss out on an episode of Chatter City, because I guarantee you, you will not only learn something, but you will also have a heyday and a half as well. This is Blake Collins signing off with Chatter City. Have a blessed rest of your day. You're listening to the Stowall Wrestling Network, exclusively on TMB Studios. Well, all right, we're back here on the other side of the Stovall Wrestling Network podcast. And a big story that broke out. Well, it was somewhat big and it somewhat wasn't, I guess. I don't know. I'm very confused. We're going to talk about it in just a minute. But WWE has a brand new television show called Backstage. And it uh, airs on FS1. Now, a lot of people didn't even know that this program existed until two weeks ago or something like that (laughs) Um, or whatnot. But, uh, yeah. So, it didn't get the best ratings on its premiere or whatnot. Now, keep in mind, it's a backstage show, so there's no wrestling on it whatsoever. So, I'm not sure why you're surprised that it doesn't get that much views, but but whatever. But there was a lot of rumors that a certain superstar uh, tried out for this uh, show. And actually, he confirmed it on his Twitter uh, and whatnot. And then those rumors have now come to pass because, ladies and gentlemen, he is back on WWE television or Fox television, one of the two. It's CM Punk. And don't you just love how the captions when uh, when he showed up, WWE on Fox posted on their Twitter, it said, your chants have been answered. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he comes in, right? His music is playing, and they have more lights than I've ever seen in a studio television show on this thing. Like, I mean, seriously, there's so many lights in that damn thing. I don't know how they don't go blind in that thing, but whatever. And he comes in and he does his sort of entrance and they like pan the camera around and there's like five people there. Yeah. (laughs) There's like nobody there. It's it's Renee Young, Booker T, Samoa Joe. uh, Adam Cole, baby! Brother, may his real one rest in peace. And (laughs) Faith. So, oh my God! You're never. And Paige is sitting there going, home. "Welcome home." She, no, actually, she starts it off because 
Renee Young does it. I like how Renee Young did it. She counted it down and she put her hands together. When his music hit, she threw her hands up like, I just did this great thing. Uh, <laughs> no, bitch, you didn't. <laughs> well, I have I have no problem with the people in the yeah. ring, although I will but, say it was the worst acting job for people. It, is this yeah. a reb? Is this a reb? Then when he gets like, the, seriously, welcome like, home. Welcome home. Bitch, he ain't home. He's in a Fox studio. <laughs> Right, like, well, well. First of all, she was like, "Is this a rib? Is this a rib?" And I'm sitting there going, "Bitch, they don't even use those words in WWE anymore." Nope. <laughs> like, what like, are you talking about? I don't know. Is but... this a rib? Yeah, that's covered in barbecue sauce. It's about to smack you in the face. No, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but so CM Punk. He returns to, well, he returns to television. Let's put it that way. He's back on television. And uh, he looks at the camera and he goes, just when you think they have all of the answers, I change the culture. Hmm. Obviously a playoff of Roddy Piper and everything. Not, not saying that's a bad thing. But he says that, and I'm just sitting there going, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I just... Uh, Okay, so here's the deal. He, we, we know this about, about Punk. And a lot of people, well, actually, we know this, but maybe a lot of people don't because immediately there were people like, oh, this is the biggest wasted opportunity. They wasted that huge pop reaction he could have got, blah, 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 all of this stuff. Here's the thing, though. And Chris, you know uh, a lot about this as well. But Punk is not employed by WWE. No, he's not. He is employed by Fox. Give us more info about that. Basically, here's the thing. This whole WWE backstage show is not a WWE-produced program. It right. is a Fox-produced program for FS1. As is, as, is, as is, and here's the thing. I can confirm that uh, because from a master control standpoint, I just know about you know a lot of the television shows that we get on Fox. And they do, they do this thing with all of their big sports events. They have PBC Boxing, uh, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's like PBC Boxing uh, Debate, and, and they do it from that exact same uh, studio show. That's the same exact television setup as uh, Fox NFL Sunday. Yeah, so it's just it, it's it's a so Fox easy. produced show. Yeah, it's so easy to just slide pieces of the set in and out. Exactly. And not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, no, I mean that's cool that, that a, you're able to do it's that. It's a Fox-produced show, and Punk didn't make it, you know, a secret that he was going to try out for this show. He let it be known he wanted this because he he wants to be uh, like a commentator or you know give his insight. And he's not working for WWE. He's not on the grind every day in the ring anymore. He's actually able to talk about the profession that he loves, which is, you know, wrestling. Well, and, and, and here's the thing about uh, that on Punk. Um, I've heard this, that, you know, and, and I agree with it, that I think if he wanted to wrestle, he would have wrestled by now. But I, I, I do truly think he doesn't want to go back into the ring. He just wants to be like in a commentary role type position or whatnot. Yeah, and this is the perfect opportunity for it because. And hey, he did amazing as commentator when uh, when he was injured and he had to go on commentary. He was amazing, and he was amazing. Like 
he has that perfect wrestling voice, if you think about it. He does. I've always said that about him. That's why his promos are so good, because his voice. It's not too loud, but it's not too low. It's like at the perfect volume. You know? Right. So, but, well, go ahead with I'm what sorry, you but Basically, you know, it, it's been known that he did the tryouts and right. that he wanted to be on this show. Well, here's the thing is that, you know, Fox could have went ahead and said, hey, we want him, let's bring him on. They actually got consent from WWE, you know, so get, get their blessings to have him on board on this program. Well, and of course you had to. I mean, it's no, still they WWE. they didn't have to. This is well, the thing is that Fox didn't have to do anything because this is a Fox program, not a WWE program. It is right. a WWE program produced by Fox, not a WWE program produced for Fox, like SmackDown is. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have to have any WWE talent on that program at all. They didn't have to. Because That's true. Because, you know, that's their thing. And they didn't have to have consent to have Punk on there. They get, they did it as a uh, goodwill thing toward WWE saying, hey, we know your history. Uh, we want to have him on board. Are you cool with that? And they're like, yeah, we give our consent. What's funny is, and this is the thing that I, I found funny, is that WWE posted about it on their website. But they also posted about it on Twitter. And and they said uh, CM Punk returned uh, to WWE programming uh, for WWE backstage, and they didn't tag him. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and Renee Young called him out on it. He said, "Tag him, you cowards!" Yeah, I'm telling you, she put at CM Punk with claps, and I'm still looking at that going, "You well, must really be trying to get fired." <laughs> she like, might be who knows her husband works for fucking AEW that's what I'm sitting there thinking like uh, did, 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 after everything you saw AEW are you really like I'm going to work for AEW or I'm going to sit at home and watch you work for AEW like what the yeah, hell are I you know, trying right? to do Renee and, I don't know she's smart well here's the thing though too think about this she's probably employed them by Fox as well for this thing so it almost doesn't matter what she says. This is true. And and that's honest because she doesn't work for Raw anymore. Right. She's made it clear that she was scared out of her mind and thought she was being punished when she was put in the commentary table for Raw. Um, well, but here's my thing. I always thought that if given, like, first of all, don't tell her what to say for one thing. I always thought that she had potential to be a really good like commentator, especially like for a woman's commentator. And I don't mean yeah. that by sexist or anything like that. I'm saying to women, the commentating position is not that sexy of a job. I mean, let's, let's be honest. It's, it's just not. So to have, you know, a female like that in a position that she was in, I thought that she had good potential. I didn't think she was that bad. The problem was, is she's being fed one liners to say, and shit like that. And it's just like, just let her fucking commentate. Yeah, I mean, she knows about the business. She's been in it for God knows how long. And plus, and plus, Corey Graves is like me, apparently, since I cut you off there. He just loves cutting people off, doesn't he? 
<laughs> he does. And I don't think he has a script or, or follows anything. I think they just give him guidelines. Oh, like, I, 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 you could tell. I mean, now here's the thing. Corey Graves is amazing. You have to give him his props. He has, he has one of the perfect voices for announcing. He's amazing. I'm not going to deny that. But I'm just saying, it was like it was like you literally like just made fun of Renee the whole time. Yeah, basically. At least he's not on both shows anymore. I mean, he did that, that with Byron Saxton too. And God, where's Byron Saxton at now? I don't know. Didn't uh, didn't he do uh, Saudi Arabia? Uh, I think he might have. I don't remember. I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, I mean, th- this is true. I, I didn't watch it either, but I saw like you know some of the videos being posted and shit like that on social media, and I thought I heard his voice in there. But and actually, I thought I I I heard that he was over there. He was one of the names mentioned. Maybe that... he got left over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's their big hostage, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, we're holding Byron Saxton hostage. Okay, they're like, uh, okay, y- you ever seen how we treat him? Especially Michael Cole and JBL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I always thought she had potential. But, yeah, but just like Punk, you know, she's employed by Fox now for this thing, at least. Obviously, she still has a contract with WWE, but it's like, you know, Fox is basically saying, no, we're paying you for this. Not, yeah. not so, so does Paige. I mean, technically, isn't she, like, part of the thing? Or is it just making periodic appearances? I think it's just making periodic appearances now. Because um, from what I understand, her and The Miz are under new contracts. So I'm not really sure what's going on on that uh, particular part. I do not either. But, yeah. So CM Punk is returning. Uh, and he's returning for backstage. And... So apparently what it's supposed to be is it's supposed to be like a Skip Bayless, you know, Shannon Sharp thing, you know, like they do with Undisputed, how they debate everything, you know, whether or not the Cowboys suck or whether they're the best team ever or whatnot. That's all they do. That's going to be what this is, except they're going to debate, you know, storylines, I guess, or or called it. And I'm sitting there going, really? (laughs) Like. That's what we're going to do? Yeah, it's not going to be the best thing to watch. I mean, diehard well, fans thing, will watch I don't the know. crap out of it. Well, here's the thing. I don't know about that. Because if, if Punk is allowed to say what he wants to say, and for all of his faults, and I'll get into that in just a minute, but if he's actually able to say what he wants to say, then who knows? It might be entertaining television. I don't know. All I know is I'm just like, I just don't trust it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, time will tell. He'll be on there next week, so we'll actually get to know for sure. It's just, here's my thing about punk, right? And and I'll be honest, I'm you know, I'm still a little sour grapes uh, for this as, as well. Like, you know, when AEW tried to contact him and whatnot, he said yeah. it wasn't that professional or whatnot, blah, blah, blah. Like, he didn't think it was that professional the way that they did it or whatnot. And then, like, he says on com, like, he says, so, you know, he hates the fact that uh, they take jabs at WWE. Like, he's like, 
Uh, stop taking jabs at WWE. Worry about yourselves. You know, quit, quit trying to do that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there going, so you can go on your former best friend's podcast and trash them to hell and back, but they can't say two little lines about them every single week? Oh, and WWE can clearly take shots at AEW and clearly try to undermine their product every single week. But the minute AEW says two little things about them, nope, don't say that. Like, give me a fucking break. Are you serious? It's like the teapot calling the kettle black. And here's the thing about it. And this is why, even though... Is Fox, and I get it. I don't see why he wants to support anything WWE. I mean, let's go back to that podcast real quick. Go back to that podcast, and he makes WWE sound like the worst place to work in the world. Like, he makes them like seem like they are the worst people in the history of mankind, almost. He like really he's does. like, like he makes Triple H look like this horrible person. He makes he definitely makes Vince McMahon the worst human being I've ever heard of. I mean, seriously, like, like he made Vince McMahon sound like Vince McMahon the character is how Vince McMahon really is. And I I have a hard I mean I don't have a hard time believing that all of the time I really don't at this point, but. Yeah, so I don't see why he wants to support anything WWE. I just don't. Uh, it is what, what it is, I guess. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, I don't right, know. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's, it's just after after years and years of all this, um, you, you don't know where Punk's mind is anymore. And you don't know what his thought processes are on his former employee because uh, uh, because he doesn't talk about him like that anymore. Well, here's talk- the thing. Here's my thing about Punk, right? And I'll go ahead and state this, and you know, people could call me out for it. I don't really care at, at this point. But I've always thought Punk was overrated in a lot of ways because I'm sitting there going, "Dude, okay, you were booked better." than anyone in years has been booked. Whether or not it was the way you wanted it, you still were booked to be on top. I mean, you made you held the WWE title. You had the longest modern reigning uh, title uh, in history, you know, or the longest reigning uh, uh, title. You know, I'm getting my words mixed up, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, you had that, and like on the podcast, right? You complained about everything. I mean, like everything. It was like, well, I can't win the title this way, or I can't win the match this way. You know, I heard this from uh, Ethan Case of all people, right? Ethan mm-hmm. Case, or as or as everyone calls him, Bubba. <laughs> um, but Ethan Case said this. He's like, it's like. It's like if you work for a truck driving company, right? And you have these, like, ideas or whatnot, and then you get what you want, kind of. At some point, just drive the fucking truck. Yeah. 
Like, exactly. just shut up and do business. Like, oh my God. Like, here was my thing. I didn't know that it was a bad thing to be in a match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania. No, I thought that would be something of an honor and a privilege. Especially the type of storyline that they gave them. I mean, it, people could say it was classless or whatnot. I bet you Paul Barrow was, was like looking down from heaven or whatnot and, and going, oh, yes, please do that. Yes. Jesus Christ. That... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. Don't, don't ever do that again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. Shut up. Anyways, <laughs> anyways I did, I'm not the one who was booed on his way out here. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to go that route. Okay. I'm joking. Anyway. I know. So but, are the for, <laughs> but for real, I mean, I just... I just think Punk is the biggest hypocrite in the world. I I really do. I, I agree with you because, I mean, what were you trying to do? Were you trying to get back in WWE's good graces, which is exactly what it seems like? But right. why? You don't want to get in the ring. You've made that apparently clear, but you want to defend them? It doesn't make any sense. It made sense when, you know, like, you know, John Moxley, he left on good terms. He... You know, went through his whole contract. Yeah, and and, and here was the thing. I was going to say that because a lot of people, you know, kind of draw comparisons because Moxley did the same thing on Jericho's podcast. You know, like he, you know, he, he vented his frustrations with the company and whatnot. And but here was the difference of when he did it versus Punk. Punk walked out on his contract. Like, he legit took his ball and went home. I know that's an overused statement a lot of the times, and it's probably a Vince McMahonism at this point. But he really did. He took his ball and he went home because he was not happy with the creative stuff that he was doing or whatnot. But again, we're talking about a guy who was on top for two or three years in WWE. So, I mean like that so he so he leaves and yeah. doesn't let his contract run out or anything moxley on the other hand he did everything that was asked of him including taking a bump for nia jacks and whatnot and he let his contract run out and did it the right way now did he swerve him you know at the end of his contract running out yeah he probably did but who cares <laughs> Like exactly. he did, he did everything that was asked of him. There's he did the what he difference was supposed to do. Exactly. There's the difference. But I don't. Here's know. here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is even Cody? You know, you could draw comparisons to that. Cody asked for his release, and That's it was granted true. to him. And he's even made statements that you know his career with WWE. He he wasn't too fond of the way he was treated as far as the creative side goes. He felt like he was held down. But he also thanked WWE for what they did for his father. Exactly. So he didn't have ill will. Same thing with Moxley. Moxley made the statement, you know, in the last few years that he worked with WWE, there was a lot of problems backstage. But he also thanked them for what Especially they did for him. Yeah, 
especially for the opportunities that he got. Because exactly. had he not had his time in WWE, we wouldn't even be talking about him in AEW. No, not a snowball's chance. But the thing is, is that Punk went blatantly out and just threw them under the bus. Yeah. And, you know, never gave any apologies about it, never did any of that stuff. And now all of a sudden, it's like, defend them to hell and back? What in the world? Really? I, 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 I don't know, but here's my thing. I don't care that he's on this backstage show. Let him be on it. Whatever. Let them do whatever they want to because, again, I'm not following any WWE programming right now. So I really don't care. Yeah, no, I, mean, I agree seriously. with you wholeheartedly. Seriously, I mean, all of the dream matches that we could have had, those are out the window. You know, if he does get the wrestling, here's my thing if he does get the wrestling bug, you're going to go back to the company that you talk again, you're going to go back to the company that you talk so much shit about. It's like, what? <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I don't get it. But like I said, I, I honestly could care less at this point. But he is back. I will watch that backstage show. I just want to see what he says. And if it's legit and it's, you know, real or whatnot, then I'll be like, okay. Well, this might be intriguing. Yeah, but if it's just the same WWE scripted bullshit that we see on a daily basis, then whatever. <laughs> but we'll have to find out because backstage premieres on FS1 every single uh, Tuesday, I believe, Tuesday nights, and it premieres really late. It's like around ten o'clock. Uh, yeah, so. it's, it's it's a really late night show. Hey, it is. I mean, that's what it's designed for. And those aren't necessarily bad. Sometimes those do get a lot of views. You, you'd be surprised like how much like views those shows ESPN gets like at late night. Be surprised. So, uh, but who knows? Uh, we, we will see. But on the other side, we're going to talk about some good wrestling. <laughs> see what I did there? Uh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about some stuff I actually like that's going on in wrestling right now and we'll talk about it on the other side it's all about aew here on the stovall wrestling network swn please do not pull that trigger what are you talking about boss <laughs> yeah okay they tried to censor us they tried to stop us they didn't want us to pull it but damn it we're back and we're pulling that trigger baby <laughs> the wrestling shootout the greatest wrestling podcast and all the podcasts is returning it's coming back soon you tried to stop us you thought we were gonna go away nah i don't think so You're listening to the Stovall Wrestling Network, exclusively on TMB Studios. Well, all right, we are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, and I'm tired of ranting or whatnot. Well, actually, I'm probably not done ranting, but I'm tired of ranting for right now. So let's talk about something I actually like that's going on in the world of pro wrestling, and that is A.E. motherfucking W, Chris. All Elite Wrestling. And I said the motherfucking part right there because uh, Dynamite so far, to me, has been incredible. 
It really has. I mean, it's it's blown my mind. It's blown my expectations. Um, it's everything I want in a pro wrestling program on the, the huge scale, the grander yes. scale. And they haven't had a miss yet. No. I, in all honesty. No, I, I, I agree uh, in a lot of ways and everything like that. Have they had some botches here every now and then? Like, as we're recording right uh, this right now, I watched AEW, obviously, earlier tonight. And there was a, like, like the running power slam, or not the running power slam, but, you know, the, the, the snap power slam or whatnot, the, the Randy Orton power slam, I guess. That Cody does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jericho and him fucked that up <laughs> badly. Uh, I'll admit they that. Did. I'll admit that. Um, but here's my thing. Just because you botch something, does that really mean that it's the worst thing in the world? Like, do you get what I'm saying when I say that? I do. I get you like, loud and clear. Like, because, okay, it's live television. That's almost sometimes the beauty of it. It's true live television. You truly do not know what's going to happen. And, like, with AEW, I feel like when I watch it every single week, I'm just like, I do not know what's going to happen. I cannot predict what is going to happen. I do not know what we're going to see. I don't know who's going to be terrible in the ring, who's going to be good in the ring. And I know that's what the- made Nitro so great back in the mid-'90s. It was live. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know what to expect. With WWE, we could read everything on the dirt sheets. We know what's getting ready to happen. I mean... Yeah, let's just be honest. The yeah. thing is, is that this is fresh, this is new, and it's you know unpredictable. And, and like you were talking about the botch spot tonight. Um, before that, it was uh, MJF and Chris Jericho in the ring cutting a promo, and their whole "Do you want to be in the inner circle?" I don't know. Do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you want me in the inner circle? That was great television. Oh my God, was that that was just the best thing. Uh, it, it looked like you were. It looked like your parents were uh, making love while I was beating up Juventud Guerrero <laughs> on WCW Saturday Night. And he goes, "Who is Hoovy?" He's like, "Google it, Junior. Google it." I'm like, oh, Google God, it, Junior. It's great. Generation Z. <laughs> it was just great. It, it was perfect. And, and it wasn't scripted. That's not a scripted promo. That's two people playing off of each other, which is how it's supposed to fucking be in wrestling. Exactly. And, you know, the previous week, Cody cut a promo for his matchup with uh, Jericho, and it was one of Which the best was, promos of all time. Yes, that was definitely, it's definitely going to be the promo of the year. That's for damn sure. It, and I thought he had the promo of the year when he cut it after the match with his brother. Yeah, but... It, AEW is hitting all the right bars. They're doing everything right, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, and they just had a mega pay-per-view event that just happened uh, this past Saturday as we're recording this and whatnot. And it was called Full Gear. And I was very much hyped about this pay-per-view. And... Uh, I'm not going to go over the whole thing, obviously, because there, there was so much that happened. But I will say all of this. Like, First of all, they said that there was going to be a brand new set, and there was. And that set looked awesome, did it not? It looked amazing. It was amazing. 
But here was another thing. I was watching it with uh, with uh, Zach and Blake and all of them. I was watching it at their house. And, uh, I, like, we were all saying this, like, I said, how much you want to bet Kenny Omega had a hand in that set in the way that it was designed? Because it looked like something that was New Japan worthy, did it not? It did. It, it looked, looked like amazing. New Japan set it up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just with all the gears everywhere and just, like, oh, my God, it was just incredible to look at. And it's <laughs> something that WWE doesn't do anymore, and it just it, it made me happy. That's For all. It budget made. cut reasons, which how is it that – how do you have budget reasons when you're the, like, billion-dollar company? I just – I don't understand that half the time, but whatever. We're not talking about them anymore. We're talking about exactly. AEW. I will say this, right? Because I was wondering, like a lot of people, like I was sitting there going, man, I really hope they do not use the same set for pay-per-views. Because they were doing that. You know, all of Dynamite sets, uh, they were also all out uh, uh, set. And it was also um, Double or Nothing set. Yeah, but at the um, same and, time, and they, were, the they were still starting out. That's so they didn't true. have and, their own, Yeah. You know, and, and and I was gonna say that uh, that you know that they're they're a new company that's starting out, so they kind of want to you know present like their signature set, you know, to start off. But then it's like, yeah, now you get uh, the pay per views, and now they're gonna have different sets for them because now they've established dynamite and whatnot. Yep, which so, is awesome. Yeah, it's uh, and and I love their sets, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just love everything AEW right now. I mean, who doesn't? If you're a wrestling fan, you, you, you love anything and everything they're doing. Well, and, and we're going to talk about that because especially from this pay-per-view, uh, some standout things. First of all, uh, Pac and uh, Hangman Page. I could watch those two wrestle forever. They have that type of chemistry with each other. I mean, they are awesome together. So th- they had a great matchup. Uh, so was the Young Bucks and uh, uh, Santana and Ortiz, which I, I think they're called Pride and Powerful now as part of the inner circle and whatnot. And um, uh, that matchup was awesome. But then the moment uh, of that match happened at the end of it, which was when the Rock and Roll Express came in and Ricky Morton. He did a fucking Canadian Destroyer again. He pulled it out, and then he did a dive through the ropes. Chris, how in the hell, at his age, do they do what they do? I, I, I think they're indestructible, honestly. They might be. They might seriously be, because he dove through the ropes like he was 20 years old again. Like I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? Yeah, it's just like, damn it! I just You're turned supposed to be thirty. Old. I just turned thirty, and things are already starting to hurt. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what Jim Cornette was feeding them through the years, but damn it, it's got them going strong. Oh my god! Drink this shit; it'll make you work a lot better. Oh lord, <laughs> that's great. But, yeah, so that happened uh, and whatnot. And another match that was good was uh, Rio and Emi Sakura. 
I mean, dude, like, you could tell, like, and JR even pointed this out, or maybe it was Excalibur, I'm not sure, but uh, uh, somebody said this, that they, like, this was, like, their 200th time wrestling or something like that, each other. Mm-hmm. And you could tell because they had chemistry for days with each other. That they did. Like, this matchup was really good. I've been really surprised with Rio. I mean, yeah, for, for a little one, she's got quite a package when well, it comes to the, the wrestling game. Well, here's the thing it's something different. It really is. It's truly something different in the women's division, like in women's wrestling, to be quite honest. Like to mix these different styles together, you know, it, it's 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 really cool. I like it, um, and they put on a, a damn good match. It was it was really good. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and then I'm just gonna go ahead and get to it. Uh, our two main events. We've got Cody. Don't call him Rhodes, Cody. <laughs> uh, versus. Chris Jericho, the pain maker, Le Champion. With a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> that was I like st- spot on. I still can't get over that, that Le Champion and bubbly has become like trending all over the place. Well, does that like, just not show how good Jericho is that he can get anything over? Yeah. It really and, is. And people, are, and people wonder, like, why he is the champion. Like, like, oh, that's predictable booking. I'm sitting there going, you want to know why? Because literally he elevates anything he does. Me- with, meaning he elevates anybody that he is in the ring. Darby Allen is now, the, is now one of the biggest stars in AEW. And it's, a lot of it has thanks to do with Jericho. With that match that he had against Jericho for the title, yeah, that set him apart from everyone. Yeah, that just, it was amazing. So so it's obvious why he is where he is and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, But anyways, we go on to this matchup for the world title, Jericho and Cody. And first of all, this matchup was awesome from start to finish. There was a bit of a scary moment, though, and it was when Cody did a dive to the outside and he landed on the big, huge ramp. You know, they had the ramp like they did in WCW, and I'm sorry, I thought it looked awesome. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it looked great. And so they had that, but then Cody does a dive and I guess he slid uh, hard enough that he busted his head wide open. And this wasn't a blading job. This was like, no, he legit busted himself open. Yeah. Like, like you could tell, like, the training staff came out and whatnot, and they were legit like, okay, we need to consider this. Like, uh we need to see, like, can you actually go? Like, you might actually be in trouble here. <laughs> like, so, but still, uh, he was able to recover from it. And, yeah, he was bleeding, but he had a hell of a matchup. 
and you're thinking, how is this going to end? And Jericho, oh my God, he fucking finally hits the lion tamer. The lion tamer. No, not the walls of Jericho, which is just a basic Boston crab. I'm talking the lion tamer with the knee in the back. He brought, he busted that shit out. And uh, you're wondering, like, how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? And then, oh, my God, wouldn't you know it? MJF throws in the towel. And me and all of the guys, we, we were watching this, and we went nuts over it. And it wasn't in a bad way. It wasn't like a hell in a cell. Oh, this is a bullshit ending. It was like, no, this is perfect. This is brilliant. Yeah. And then we're thinking, what's going to happen here? Okay. Well, then obviously we're going to build for weeks that, you know, what? why did MJF do this or blah, blah, blah. But then MJF finally does what we all expected him to do, which was turn on Cody. He finally did it, and he kicked him in the balls and everything like that. And, uh, dude, I'll be honest, it was fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. The ending of that match was, you know, well-written, well-played out. And to finally have MJF make that complete turn was just something that I was screaming for. You've been screaming it for weeks now about... and what and I've been I've been wanting to see it, and it's not because like I wanted it right off the bat or whatnot. I wanted it because like, uh, like I wanted it because I don't think he should in any way be a face. No, because he clearly is nowhere near a face. He's an a hole. <laughs> it's just people. I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. Like, there are people in the industry that legit hate him. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, for him to finally make that turn, and it just, it was perfect. It made perfect sense. And and even, even more so well, with this event, because everything was on the line. So it just adds more to Cody's, you know, legacy, so to speak, and adds more to Jericho. And it lifts up MJF to an even higher regard now as yeah. one of the top heels in the company. Yes. And, uh, and we talked about, you know, the promo that uh, him and uh, Jericho had, you know, on Dynamite and everything like that. But uh, guess who else made a debut as well on that? Wardlow. Yeah. We've been seeing that for months, or we've been seeing that for weeks, not months. We've been seeing that for weeks that uh, he was going, or that they were going to have a brand new character called Wardlow, and he finally made his debut, and I guess he is a part, or he is going to be with MJF to start off with, or something like that. Uh, That's what it looks like. Uh, So we'll have to keep our eye on that. But I love it right now. I love where this story is going. And here's the thing. I find it so interesting that... You know, they're they're obviously their biggest baby face right now, other than Darby Allen, probably, uh, which is Cody, um, can no longer challenge for the title right now. Yeah, and that's and we've been down this road before in pro wrestling. Um, Usually it happens with a lot of the bigger names and it usually happens with the ones who are backstage 
handling the day-to-day affairs like Cody's doing. We had it with Dusty. We've had it with Ric Flair. We've had it with, you know, Terry Funk through the years. It never sticks. <laughs> it never does. Right. So we know this, but we're just like, okay, we'll play along with it for the storyline purposes. And that's basically what's going on here. For the storyline purposes, we're going to go along with this. But, you know, it it still makes for great storytelling that, you know, now we know Cody's handling the day-to-day operations, but he has nothing to gain anymore and nothing to lose, so to speak. Right. Right. Well, of course we're going to go with it because isn't that the whole point? Yeah, truth. I mean, just because people know it, it doesn't matter. That's the whole point. Like, it shouldn't matter. Still go with it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, what I, dude, I, I am, uh, I, I'm very much looking forward to it because the minute that uh, MJF and Cody get in the ring, it's going to be a bloodbath. I guarantee it. Like, it's going to be a fight. There's definitely going to be blood in that match. And oh, it's yeah. Gonna, it's going to be like, dare I say it, Moxley and uh, Omega type stuff or whatnot. Um, and, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But that matchup was incredible, and I can't wait to see uh, where it continues to go and whatnot and, and everything. And one more thing about this matchup uh, that I forgot to mention, and I can't believe I forgot to mention this, but they had some judges for this matchup. They had three judges. One consisted of Arn Anderson. He's the enforcer, so why not? He's been with AEW. And then it had Dean Malenko, who still, when the red light comes on, shows no fucking emotion whatsoever (laughs) in the world. (laughs) But it's so funny because if you talk to people in the industry, they say he's one of the funniest dudes backstage. So it's like, how is he that, that entertaining backstage, but when the red light comes on, it's no emotion whatsoever. Just nothing. Yeah. And then he had the and then they had the great Muda. And I was just like, oh my God, that's a panel of judges right there. <laughs> that is a panel of judges that I bow to thee. <laughs> and yeah. and I love the moment in the match where Jericho and Malenko kind of rekindled an old rivalry, did they not? Yeah, they. that's what it seemed like. That was great, uh, especially being in Baltimore. They had that match at the Great American Bash and everything like that. So, yeah, uh, that that was an interesting moment. But then let's get to what everyone was probably talking about at the end of the night with this pay-per-view. And that is the unsanctioned match between John Mox. No, I'm sorry. John Moxley! Doesn't it just sound great every time you hear it announced like that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Against Kenny Omega. Finally, these two are going to hook it up one-on-one and throw all of the rules out the window of professional wrestling. And dear fucking God, (laughs) it's all I've got to say about this. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Jesus, when they said it was going to be unsanctioned and that they were going to bring the violence, uh, they were not joking. This was no. everything it was advertised to be, and more. Um, 
And let's just, you know, let's just kind of break it down. I don't even know where to start on this one. I'll just go to what I thought was going to be the sickest and worst part of the match, which was when they were in the ring and uh, Omega goes out to the ring and he pulls out. I'm not joking when I say this, folks. A mouse trap <laughs> of fucking board that was filled with little mouse traps. I went, yeah. what? What now? And I thought, oh dear God. And then Moxley picks him up and slams Omega into the mouse traps. Yes, that is a real sentence. I just said that. And it happened on pay per view at an American promotion. <laughs> In Baltimore and everything Baltimore. like that. And, then, and I thought, you know, I, that's the worst part of the match right there. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was so wrong on that because then they go and they get glass. And they're slamming each other. And Moxley crawls through the glass to get to the ropes. Jesus. I yeah. was like, what the fuck? Oh my god, so that was so that was terrible. And I thought, well, this can't get any worse. And then did you see the barbed wire shots from the broom and the baseball bat? Oh, they were brutal. Oh my god, like Moxley legit got cut open on the neck from that broom because Omega just went boom, like just nailed him with it. And I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> It was it was insane. And then they get on the ramp and I was just like, I was waiting for them to fight on the ramp. They had to fight on this ramp. So they fight on the ramp for a little bit. And Omega looks at his cohorts, the Young Bucks, right? Looks at the Young Bucks and Adam Page and tells them to bring something. And we're like, what is that? And then the crowd is like, oh, before we see it on television, then we see what it is. It's a barbed wire spider bed. Oh yeah, Jesus! And when I saw that, I, I, I this is like, oh my god, no, oh, no! I know. I went. I went. Oh dear Christ! Oh my God! This I started is having gonna... flashbacks of Sabu. <laughs> I, I started seeing, like, FMW and shit like that. I was like, what? Like, oh, my God. I Terry Funk. <laughs> right? And then, so, okay. So, we're like, all right, so this is going to end good. Or, this is going to end badly. And then, so, you know, Moxley block shots, Omega block shots. And then Moxley picks him up in the suplex. They go in the barbed wire. And good old JR... With, oh my God, this is why he was put on commentary. Because finally we got a, good God almighty, what are we seeing? The mutilation of two grown athletes. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was like, oh my God. Yes. JR with the call of the century again. Uh, it was amazing. And I thought, all right, so what's going to happen here? Then they get them out of the barbed wire, and they're not done fighting. And then a V-trigger into that friggin' uh, full-gear logo on the bottom of the ramp. 
like through the glass and shit. And I went, oh my God. And then they battle back to the ring. And you think, all right, this is going to end soon. Nope, you're wrong. Because (laughs) Moxley goes, cuts up the ring, cuts the guts of the ring out. And exposes the hardwood wooden uh, side of the ring that we that you know we all know and love to set up, right? Yeah, sure. And he, yeah, I know, right? And he exposes that, and then Omega goes up top and does a four fifty Phoenix splash. Off of the top rope, but misses and hits the hardwood padding. I was like, what? Oh, my God. And then Moxley gives him the paradigm shift or the death dealer, whatever you want to call it. But he gives him that big, huge spike version of it on the fucking hardwood um you know, bed yeah, on, the, the, on ring. the canvas. Yeah. Yeah. The hardwood canvas. I kept trying to think of it, but uh, yeah, the hardwood canvas spikes the shit out of him and finally covers it. And this massacre ends. Chris, this might be one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, Jesus Christ, where do you begin with this? You haven't. I, I, I haven't seen this much violence since ECW was on uh, pay per view, <laughs> right? Oh, so, good I, grief! It was incredible. I don't. I don't give a crap to to finally see, you know, Moxley be able to do this because this is what he is known for. I mean, you know, his time in CZW and all that. You know, this is what he's known for. And to finally be able to unleash that character and and for us to have a match of this caliber in professional wrestling and, and have it on a grand scale, it's phenomenal. I, I, I agree. And, and I remember like sitting there and everyone was just going nuts this entire matchup. Not just um, like the guys I was with watching uh, this and everything like that. But I could see it in the crowd. Everyone was going nuts for this. These oh, two yeah. just, I mean, they literally put on a show for everyone. And I, yes, was it violent? Obviously. But, you know, that was obviously the point. Now, here's where I'm going to get on to the wrestling internet. And this is why I hate the internet a lot of the times and the dirt sheets, for God's sakes. Look. Okay, I get that hardcore wrestling might not be everyone's cup of tea. You know, extreme wrestling, um, barbed wire, bats, or whatnot, you know, that might not be everyone's cup of tea. I get that. But here's my thing. How did they go too far is my question. And the reason I say that is because I don't care if you sit there in the back and you go over move for move like a lot of guys do, let's be honest. Or if you just think of stuff up on the fly. These guys 
consented to this. It's not like they were forced to go out there and do that. I said it, I said it from the get-go. When, when you put Moxley and Omega, these are two of the most creative minds to put together matches, and you're putting them together in an unsanctioned matchup. What in the hell do you think they're going to come up with? I mean, for God's sakes, Omega pulls out a mousetrap or, 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 or um, a wooden board full of mousetraps, and that wasn't the worst part of the match. So yeah. that should go to t- But they knew this. So my thing is, is Chris, is what is so wrong about it? That's, that's the thing is there's nothing wrong about it, period. For other people, you know, and, and, and I, I read this. Um, uh, writer for the Wrestling Azerba, uh, Ira Whitner, called the match disgusting. And if she ever sees another Lights Out match, it'll be too soon. Okay, you're watching professional wrestling. And what is professional wrestling about? Guys and girls beating the crap out of each other for, you know, a top spot. There's yep. going to be violence. There's going to be, you know, that, that sort of intense violence. It's supposed to be that way. So, hell, the UFC is violent, and they have kids watching that shit. Here's the thing, okay? Watching tonight's AEW Dynamite, where everybody was calling MJF an asshole, I saw a 12 year old in the crowd chanting it too. And the last time I saw that was during the Attitude Era. So, yeah. Here's here's my thing. Uh, and 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 I don't want to go back to WWE, but it's truth that we. Uh, as wrestling fans, some of us have been um, watered down through the years and have become, you know, it's the norm with the PG and we're used to it now that when we see something completely different, we're like, oh my God, why are they putting that on TV? Why are they doing that? That is so gross. Yes. If I could real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but I got to make this point. This is not TV. This is pay-per-view. That's what I've always said about pay-per-view. It doesn't all rule books go out the window when it's pay-per-view because you're paying for it. It's just like XM Radio. It's why XM Radio has no edited channels on it because it's paid programming. You pay for it. It's it's just why it's just like HBO and and why none of their shows are kid friendly because it's paid. You have to pay to get that that network. And I guess people just don't understand that. I guess everything that they think needs to be policed or or you know has to go a certain way with society uh, the way it goes today, and that's not always the case. I know that, but again, my thing is is. I've seen Moxley do worse. Agreed. For real. Like, go back and watch some of his, or uh, not ECW, CZW shit. Go back and watch some of that shit. You'll be like, this was kid-friendly compared to some of that. Yeah. And this was in, uh, I would say, more uh, of a more safe environment for him to do this. Because now they have, medical staff and everything and they have like ways to get them to the hospital whereas in czw i guarantee you they didn't have a goddamn medical staff anywhere in sight 
No. So, I mean, seriously. Like, that's, to me, it's just like, I, I don't get it. You knew they were going to go far. You knew, it, that's what everyone was asking for. Yeah. Was it not? Everybody I thought that was the whole it. point of this feud. I just, uh, I, I don't people, get. They, they, they ask for certain things, and then when they get it, they're like, that's not what I wanted. And, 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 and you know, that's what I was going to say. Here's the thing about that, which pisses me off about the, the internet and the wrestling fans in general a lot of the time, is I, all I've been hearing is, we're, WWE sucks. Their storylines are boring. Their TV sucks. It doesn't make any sense. Blah, 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 blah. All this bullshit and everything like that. Here is a brand new company that is drawing big arenas, giving talent an extra place to work that you can make a name for yourself. You can make some money doing this. And all you want to do is complain and shit on it. I just, I, I don't get the mindset. I truly do not get the mindset of people in this day and age. Generation Z is what you're called. I mean, for real. Yeah. I just, that, that is my biggest problem with the wrestling internet and whatnot. It's just, ugh. It just, it, it drives me insane. And I can't imagine how a lot of the talent feels at times. Hell, I can't imagine how a lot of the WWE talent, at, uh, you know, feels at times because of that. But whatever. But Full Gear was a pay-per-view worth buying. That was it, worth every cent I gave it. Agreed. It was one of the best pay-per-views that we've had in, from professional wrestling in a long time. From start to finish. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they crowned, you know, new champions and, and they had stellar matches and everything still well, actually not like one person to. actually not one person uh lost their belt that night. No. Nobody nobody uh um lost their well, belt. Well, I mean I mean night. just just in general, it's new championships that are being defended. Right. It's not the same old recycled garbage that we keep seeing every other month. And it's new feuds. It's new types of feuds. It's new ways of presenting things. You know, is is some things going to look like WWE a little bit? Well, obviously it is because wrestling is a lot like football. It's like there's not many more ways that we can really reinvent the wheel, but we can definitely still keep it fresh. Exactly. It, you know, like like people can evolve and whatnot, but still the, the, the same basic principles are still going to have to exist in everything. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand you wholeheartedly. So, I mean, you know, but I just, I can't stand the people who are just like, did they go too far? I'm sitting there going, they, they consented to this. They legit knew what they were doing. At that point, here's my thing. At that point, when you consent to it, when you know what you're getting yourself into, then I don't feel sorry at that point. It's like, no, entertain me at that point. Because you knew what you were getting into. 
Now, is it hard to watch at times? I'll admit that. But I had I was not in fear of Omega and Moxley of one of them actually dying from this because I knew that it's like you know that when you see those two, it's like, okay, you know those two know uh that they know what they're doing. Basically. You know that Moxley, yes, this hardcore stuff is crazy, but it's like He's been doing it for so long. It's like, you know what he... Like, he's been in WWE, for God's sakes. He knows how to protect people. So does Omega. Yeah. And Omega's been in these types of matches. So is, you know, Moxley. They know how to, you know, take care of each other. Exactly. It's like, they weren't going to actually kill each other. Now, could there have been a possibility something fucks up? I mean, that's the risk you take. But again... They consented to it. They knew what they were getting themselves into. They know how the spots are going to be. Yes, I'm sure when Mo- when Omega pulled out that mousetrap, he's like, this is going to suck. <laughs> it's like, this is going to suck. And especially if you saw the video that like opened up Dynamite and shit like that, and mm-hmm. it had Omega, and you just see like him take off his shirt, and his back is just, oh my god. It's awful looking. <laughs> yeah. It is awful looking. Moxley didn't look like there was a problem wrong with him, did he? No, Moxley just walked out like, oh, fuck it, it's another day. Yeah, he was just <laughs> like, I love it. Like, he almost got, like, an orgasm after that match. Like, it was just like, oh, my God. Like, I truly think he feels free now. Like, like that's not just a storyline for him or... A catchphrase. Like, he truly feels free now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and we've known this since he came into AEW, that his freedom to do and express himself is there. Just makes the more better for him and for his character and for his career. Mm-hmm. And for his own personal, you know, being. Yeah, I mean, really for your own personal health. Because I mean, and which is funny that you say health when he's basically killing himself out there, but <laughs> but that's just the way it is. But all all I know is I am loving AEW right now, and I'm going to continue to watch Wednesday Night Dynamite every single night. And by the way, I've been hearing people say that that the past four weeks of Dynamite have been subpar at best. Have they been watching the same shows we've been watching? I don't think they have. Either that or, again, they're just not used to this product. Or they just cannot be satisfied. They're just that type of crowd out there that is just, nope, we want to shit on everything that is presented. Basically. When it's like, You've never booked a event before in your life. Like, I just, I, and again, the, the telltale factor in all of this is Tony Khan. Tony Khan has more money than Vince McMahon. He does. Yeah, he really does. And, and the thing is, is that, that, that in and of itself, Screams a lot about what this product could be 
on as far as where he could take it. He can go anywhere with it just because of his uh, financial stability. Well, technically, if you think about it, AEW already has three different shows. They have AEW Dynamite, obviously. Then they have AEW Dark. Then Being the Elite. Being the Elite is like now an official, like, almost AEW property at this point. Yeah. Yeah, this is true because it's it, it promotes everything AEW. It's like a backstage look into AEW. Well, it does, and plus, if you look at it, a lot of the storylines are still forming with that. Like you can tell that they're kind of teasing that. Well, not really teasing. You can really see that there's a problem with uh, within the elite. Yeah, you know, like like you see that there's a prop like. Hangman Page hasn't been as close to everyone as um, you know as he used to be. Uh, the Young Bucks, you know, and Cody haven't really been that close over the past weeks. You know, Kenny Omega hadn't been himself since he came to AEW. Exactly. So they're teasing a lot of things, and then Brandy. You know, like what the hell is going on with her and Awesome Kong? Yeah, and this whole obsession with hair. Yeah, no, I was just like, like the the obsession with cutting hair. And you know what's funny is I saw Allie out there tonight on on Dynamite, and you knew exactly what I was thinking, right? You were like, I kept thinking, I was just like, oh my god, please tell me this is setting up for you know who to come in for Rosemary to premiere. I, dude, if, if that would happen, I'd lose. When my I saw shit. the candles in the background, that's what I first thought. I was like, "Rosemary's getting ready to debut," and then it's Awesome Kong and Brandy Rhodes, and I'm like, "Y'all teased the shit out of me." And then I had to remember that you know, Rosemary's under a contract with Impact until 2021, which is a buzzkill. But damn, you know, we could dream. I know, right? Damn, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> oh well. Like I said, I can't wait. I'm going to be following AEW every single week. I'm loving what they're doing. And uh, I even posted this tonight. The one I'll say one more thing about AEW. And that is that uh, next week on Dynamite, or this coming week, whenever you hear this episode or whatnot, but the next Dynamite is going to have Darby Allen versus John Moxley. I posted the little Futurama thing under it. I said, shut up and take my money. <laughs> like, like, Darby Allen versus John Moxley. Like, when, like, here was the thing. Moxley came out and he issued a challenge. And, you know, th- then they went to commercial break and whatnot. And then Darby Allen, you know, after his match, he grabs the mic. And I said, I said, he's going to accept Moxley's challenge. This is what's going to happen. And he said, John Moxley. And I went, yes! <laughs> I was like, I called yeah. it. The, the, so that that, that whole Darby Allen segment just in and of itself. Less Dude, how spoken. about that pop that Darby Allen got? Yeah. Darby Allen is one of the most underrated talents in AEW. And a lot of people have seen it. And it's it's boosted his whole, you know, appeal. To the crowd, to the audience. But well, just I just fact, like just his fact, character. It's different. Yeah, I mean, just after, just the fact that after the match, 
All he did was pick up a mic and say four words. And the crowd lost their shit. <laughs> it's just... Hey, John that's Moxley. all you need sometimes. Yeah. You don't need a long, drawn-out promo. Yeah. All he said was John Moxley, huge crowd pop. I accept even huger crowd pop. That's all yep. you need. Yep. And I can't wait to see, because you talk about some creative minds for a match together. Oh, dear Christ. I thought Omega and Moxley. <laughs> this is going to be just insane. This is going to be great. I can't wait for it. Here's the thing, too. Uh, JR on uh, Grilling with JR, they were talking about um, uh, an old WCW pay-per-view that featured... Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm saying this. The dynamic dudes. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yeah, I mean, that gimmick was stupid because none of them knew how to, you know, ride a skateboard or nothing. And he's like, he's like, unlike Darby Allen, when he goes to the ring, you can tell he's a skateboarder. Like, it's not just a gimmick. He legit skateboards. <laughs> he can ride a skateboard. Whereas you had, oh, yeah, boss, your ass looks so great in those pants. Oh, Trying geez. to ride a fucking skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Terrible. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I can't wait to see what's going on with AEW uh, over the couple weeks. I can't wait for their next pay-per-view, which I'm pretty sure is not going to be until, like, February or something. I don't know. Yeah, they don't but, do their pay-per-views every month. That's actually smart. Yeah, because we're not in that era anymore. Like, it's not a good idea to do pay-per-views like that. No, it gives you more time to build up the stories. Right. And the anticipation. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I, like I said, I'm very much looking forward to it. And uh, I'm also looking forward to following some other uh, wrestling uh, promotions that are also going on. And we're going to talk about them right here on the other side. We're going to talk about the NWA and MLW right here on the other side of the Stovall Wrestling Network podcast. It's SWN. Here's a word, though, from TMB Studios. Hello, Internet. It's Chris Dickens. And have you ever considered going to a restaurant but wasn't sure about their food quality, their atmosphere, and their ease of access? Well, let me take the stress out of that by offering you the chance to listen to the newest podcast on TMB Studios called The Bite. On The Bite, yours truly goes to these restaurants in and around the nation and lets you know from my own firsthand experience about their food quality, their atmosphere, and their location's ease of access. And then you, the consumer, can make the decision on your own account listening for this podcast if the place is worth your time and your money. All you have to do is just tune in each and every Thursday night for brand new episodes of The Bite. It's worth the time, worth the patience, and ultimately, worth your sanity. Check out The Bite each and every Thursday night exclusively on TMB Studios. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. Well, all right, we are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network, and we're going to talk about uh, two other promotions uh, that have been making uh, a lot of headways and everything like that. We're going to start off, though, 
with the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, and NWA Power. And Chris, I think that might be my favorite tradition now on Tuesday nights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 6.05 Eastern uh, on YouTube. Of all yeah, places. I mean, you flip on uh, NWA's official YouTube channel and, and you go to uh, the newest episode on Tuesday, it tells you that it's going to be on at 6 o'clock. But what I like about it is as soon as 6 o'clock hits, they have a countdown for like three minutes. And then mm-hmm. they have a countdown of two minutes in the old school fashion of uh, the old pay-per-views of uh, NWA, WCW, with uh, <laughs> tweets and video packages. It right. It's just amazing. And then we get right into uh, NWA Power with that song from Dokken, uh Into the Fire, which... Into the Fire! I love that theme, man. I get pumped into every time Into the I Fire! <laughs> Sorry. And... Uh, I, it's yeah. an hour of programming, and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what's great about it, is it doesn't feel like a, a marathon when you watch it. No. And it I, gets straight I, to the point. And, and I love the fact that the wrestling does not look choreographed whatsoever. No. I it, love the fact that it looks a little sloppy at times. Yeah, and, and the fact that it's in front of a studio audience... And the fact that they go straight from the podium to the ring, straight from the back to the ring, and it, it's it got that old school feel to it, which I love to death. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, I, I agree completely. Here's one thing I got to ask you about, though, being an old NWA fan uh, such as yourself. Here's, here's what I got to ask you. What is with some of the weird commercials that I see during this show? <laughs> It's funny um, because I, I don't ever remember any of those types of commercials uh, being part of, uh, you know, NWA packages in the past. I do know they're kind of 80s-esque, uh, especially the whole Who is the Mark promo, which is, you know, a play on words for us uh, in the know <laughs> as wrestling fans. And well, actually, you know, yeah. NWA production. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't. I, like, I was just like, "Wait, is this real or is this?" <laughs> it's it's satirish, um, you know. It's just and the then fact like, that it... and then the uh, Austin Idol. You want to make some money, Jack? <laughs> That's just a good way to have the old school guys, you know, still be a part of the program. It gives a little bit of a comedy track to the whole thing. And I love it. Oh, I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't like it, but at times I'm just like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here with those? I mean, look but, at the look at the retro mania wrestling uh, commercial. Yeah, but is that a real game that's that coming is out? A real game that is coming out. That that it's going to be those types of graphics, but that's okay because I think that's the whole point. Like they want it to be that way. They want it to be that old school yeah. type feel because I just again, like the whole feel of Nick Aldis in that is like these bloody games are too hard. <laughs> <laughs> He's like retro Romania. <laughs> like, hey, you want a challenge for the ten pounds of gold? Well, you can, well, buddy. In retro mania wrestling. Well, you can, buddy. <laughs> I just love, uh, well, he did that, and it went viral. 
that promo went viral. That video went viral, and I'm like, of Jesus. course it is, and it's probably going to be one of the most downloaded video games. Oh well, yeah, I'm going to download it most definitely. I am too because that's going to be a fun type of game. It's you know I don't know those games were always fun back in the days. Sometimes they're more fun than like the current video game uh, landscape of wrestling and whatnot. Agreed. But <laughs> but it was great. I mean I I love that. I love the old school feel of it. You know, what's old is new again. Yes. And, and then what is cool is, is Billy Corgan, you know, he said he actually appeared on, uh, on this past episode of uh, Power. And he said, you know, I, I, we all laugh here behind the scenes at the fact of people think this is all we're going to be. He's like, you have no idea what we have planned and everything like that. And I am very much intrigued by that, Mr. Corgan. I I really am. Because what you've got going on right now is great. But yes, I am wondering what else you got in store. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they've got going on. I mean, they got a pay-per-view coming up called Into the Fire. Yeah, and it's going to be in that studio uh, uh, place that they have, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it it's going to be right there. It's not going to be... already sold out. Well, of course. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's, it's going to be in the studio, and it's going to be aired on Fight TV. And here's the thing, and I think even you pointed this out, but a lot of people have pointed this out, that... The, the thing with NWA Power is it's actually different. You know, it's a completely different feel from everything. Is it, it is not? From, it is from, from the fact that there is no entrance music. <laughs> I think the only thing I've ever heard uh, entrance music-wise is, um, what's her name? Um, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. And that's only because it, it's supposed to be an anticipation thing. Like, almost like a, a hypnotizing sort of thing. Um, yeah. Other than that, you get no entrance music. You don't know who's going to come out, when they're going to come out, how they're going to come out. And just, you know, to hear Jim Cornette on commentary half the time, I have to bust <laughs> out in laughter. He was so confused during a tag match this past week. He goes, I don't know whether to scratch my ass or or scratch my head or oh uh, come on chris oh come on chris you can't do that to us come on now (laughs) yeah i don't know whether to comb my balls or scratch my i don't remember what he said he said something off the wall well then make up something damn it in that voice in that voice you want me to hit cornet okay hold on let me think of something really cool let me i I can't think of anything that's sad That's very, very sad that I can't, can't even bust out Cornette. You cannot Cornette, tease the people at home like that. I can tease them like a stripper on Broad Street if I want to. Don't... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, what I loved it is when he was like, was he was like, he's crazier than a Wayne Bro trout in a car wash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's crazy about it. It's just the fact that you know, they've got Jim Cornette on there, and he can throw those one-liners out. Um, he, said, he said something about, but those people so in Atlanta good. really love their question marks. I, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I know. I, I and, and people can say what they want to about Cornette, and Lord knows I get pissed at him when he goes on his podcast, although his podcast is entertaining as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Is every other word is fuck on that show. <laughs> I don't know, but it's great. But people can say what they want to about him, but I just love him being... It makes so much sense for him to be a part of NWA power. It does. It gives the whole organic feel of uh, it being the original National Wrestling Alliance. Well, that too. And, and here's the thing. He still knows how to get talent over on, on, on commentary. He knows how to, how to drive the match and whatnot. So it, it's great. Um, I, here's the thing, though, Chris. Weren't we told on this past uh, episode of Power that if you signed up for the newsletter, you were going to get this big announcement that they've got coming up? We were. I have not seen that announcement. Have you? I haven't either. I have not seen it either. Not going to lie. I'm, kind I'm, of I don't like teases. <laughs> <laughs> don't tease me like Missy Hyatt did at WCW. Oh, my God. Hell no, Jim. No. <laughs> Hey, that came from his roasting. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, but I'm loving the NWA. Again, another place for people to go and work. That's never a bad thing in this wrestling industry. That needs places for people to work. So uh, another good thing that's going on right now. I can't wait to see what they've got going on, and I'm very intrigued. Another promotion... Uh, that I've been intrigued with, Chris, you know about this, is MLW, Major League Wrestling. And they just had a pay-per-view themselves two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now, uh, but but about two or three weeks ago, and it was called Super Fight. And yeah. man, was this pay-per-view, I thought this pay-per-view was pretty awesome itself. Yeah, it was an intense pay-per-view. Yeah, and the uh, the title fight, the MLW uh, uh, world title, uh, was with Jacob Fatu and L.A. Park. Now, think about that main event, right? You hear that type of main event, and you go, well, I don't know if that's a really good match to put on pay-per-view, you know? Like, yeah. When you hear it, it's kind of like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And then... You see these two in the ring together, and you go, okay, this is why this match was on pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> because these two put on a hell of a wrestling match, did they? Did they not? They went amazingly above and beyond, and I gotta say, I, I, I wasn't really, like, thinking this match could be that high of a caliber. I was sadly mistaken. <laughs> Uh, yes, I was too. I thought that, you know, Austin Aries and Teddy Hart was going to be better. And I was sadly mistaken. And here is my thing. That is La Parca. That is fucking La Parca. I think you could be La Parca. <laughs> oh, dear God. Well, I want you to be La Parca. 
people are going to have no idea what I'm talking about. But Not a do. damn clue, but the funny thing is, is that I don't think we could be uh, what L.A. Park was in that matchup. No! I had no idea that La Parca was still doing that. Like I, like, I was just like, so he changed his name. It's L.A. Park now. And he's the destroyer. Like, the destroyer named L.A. Park. And I'm, I'm sitting there going... In WCW, he was almost a joke. Like, what the fuck? I didn't know this guy was was this good. Yeah. And then Jacob Fod too. The Contra unit storyline. I can't get enough of that. Hell, Contra. <laughs> Next thing, you're going to be trying to put fuck fireballs in people's faces. Fuck fireballs? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> but he... If it works, I hell, said next thing I'm you know, sorry. you're gonna be you're gonna be putting fireballs in people's faces. Don't tempt me. <laughs> you're gonna I'll be going up. to Crackle Barrel. Here, you want your hot piece of bacon? Ooh, hell, contra. <laughs> hell, I love my job. I might go to a promotion and do that. What's this about Red Reckoning? Ooh, hell, contra. <laughs> RWO, what? Boom, fail Contra. <laughs> Survivor of pain. Hope didn't smash. Hope didn't smash. Boom, but hell Contra. <laughs> but she, oh, but she, oh, boom, hell Contra. Oh, oh, come on. All right. We're going to get in trouble here. <laughs> I don't care. Hell I Contra. Know. <laughs> Anyways, but I'm, I'm loving it. Dude, Jacob Fod, too. You sit there and you look at that guy and you go, why is WWE not going after that guy? Actually, I'm glad they didn't go after him. Apparently. Oh, I'm glad right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I think course, ruining. and then, of course, the Von Eriks. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, good Lord. Like, they take right after their family, don't they? They do. They really, really do. And, and, and even the New Heart Foundation. Yep, yep. I, I'll give them that. Like Teddy Hart has completely reinvented himself, has he, he not? He has. He really has. Little Mister Flashy Pants that he is. He really has. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. He basically just doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like, like Would he you just. I mean, I, I I agree. Like, like he's been around for so long, and he's been you know screwed by so many promoters probably and whatnot that he's now to that point where like no i know i'm talented now i'm just don't give a fuck and sometimes that's just what it's got to be that's what it's got to be to get you over and then of course uh the guy that i really like tom lawler i mean good guy I, and you know me i fucking hate a lot of the ufc people or MMA guys that come into wrestling and it's like, you know, they immediately go to the top. But Tom Lawler, man, Tom Lawler has it, does he not? He does. I mean, I, just more than what anybody ever thought. I mean, he, dude, he's believable. That's my thing. It's like, it's like, no, this guy can actually kill you. He could kill you with it with his bare hands. If you wanted to. <laughs> and that always makes for a good type of character and everything like that. And I'll give, you know, him and Matt Riddle 
and stuff like that, like I'll give them credit because and Shanna Baszler, who was also uh, an MMA person, um, you know, I give all of them credit because they actually are working on their craft. Yeah. You know, they're not like fucking Kane Velasquez and Ronda Rousey that just walk in and they go immediately to the main event. Yeah, type of thing, and they've never had a single match. So you have no idea how they're going to do in a, in a match and whatnot. But I give them that. So, but Tom Lawler in MLW. MLW right now is amazing, is it not? Yeah. It, it, again, as I said, just beyond my expectations. Yeah, they the really, hell out of me. They really are. They, they, they've come up with a lot of good storylines, a lot of different type of storylines. They've, uh, you know, they've kind of invented this new type of presentation to it. Like, it's it's almost like TNA was. You know, at one point where it's like it's like action is happening at every single moment. You know, there's not yeah. really a down moment. Well, they pushed it as as being a hybrid of all the styles of wrestling, and it's supposed to be action packed and continuous, and that's what makes it so appealing. Right. I mean, just look at the fact that they're on BN Sports and had the same deal like WWE had. And they right. got before, you know, AEW even was a thing or a thought. And so. they also have, uh, and, and you know, th- that's funny that you say that because people might be like, well, how are they going to survive against AEW or whatnot? Well, here's the thing. Um, MLW never had the Young Bucks or Cody. They never went to MLW. So MLW has always been this kind of uh, other place, I guess we'd say, you know? Yeah. If you, get, if you get what I'm saying. And here's the thing. It has a very ECW vibe because here was the thing. When Super, Vi- or bleh, when Super Fight came on the air, the immediate thing I saw was it looked like an ECW-like type pay-per-view. Like I was just like, wow, that's an ECW presentation, is it not? Yeah, most definitely. Well, it's because Court Bauer, he used to work, before he went to the WWE, he used to work, he worked for Heyman for a brief stint. Like, right when ECW was closing, like the year that it closed, he was working there. So he's he's basically got that ECW-esque look. Yeah, he always said that he'd rather had worked for ECW than WWE. And you don't believe me? Go uh, listen to uh, him on Jericho's podcast. Because he was talking to Court about that. And Court said, I actually wanted to work for ECW over WWE. I was like, well then. But then, of course, you know, ECW died. And so he went to WWE and he wrote some uh, good stuff. Apparently, apparently some of his claim to fames was he helped with the battle of the billionaires. Uh, Hmm. That was one of the hot. Here's the thing. People can say what they want to about that. That was one of the highest bought WrestleManias in years. It was. 
it drew almost the same amount as Andre and Ogan. Don't believe me? Go and look it up. Because <laughs> that's definitely what happened. <laughs> so, Court Bauer has helped in that kind of stuff, and he's helped in a lot of other stuff in WWE. So, he knows what he's doing. And uh, I really like I really like what MLW has been putting out. I really do. Um, I've been impressed with it. I will say that it kind of sucks now that Tony Schiavone probably is not going to be doing a lot of stuff with MLW anymore. So I'll say that kind of sucks. Yeah, but at the same time, now MLW can get its own, you know, feel to it instead of feeling like, you know, with with Schiavone on the commentary, it was more of a nostalgic thing. Now they can have their own personality, so to speak. Well, it's true, and uh, Rich Bikini uh, has been in WWE. He was the original NXT guy before yep. Todd Phillips and uh, Corey Graves. He was doing a lot of the takeovers, which I never understood why they just let him go like that. I was like, "What?" But hey, I mean, he's he's not he's doing. Uh, not too bad for himself right now. So MLW is making a lot of headways, and I think that they're going to continue to grow because they're going to grow their own product, and they're going to be up. They're going to be filling out a lot more arenas soon. You watch. They're going to be getting some bigger arenas. I still say one of the things that they should do is come here to Atlanta and film at Center Stage. Because to me, that would be like the most logical. I mean, is that just me, Chris? No, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, honestly. So, and honestly, I mean, I, a lot of the wrestling fans should do the same. I agree. I mean, I, 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 I agree. I, I can't wait to see where they go next. Uh, MLW, though, it's a really good product. And here's the thing. Unlike a lot of wrestling promotions, other than AEW, obviously, you can easily find MLW and NWA Power. They're on YouTube. Yes. I mean, that's easier to find than a TV network these days. And you can watch it at any time. Yeah. So, it's great. I love it. Uh, it's been amazing. And the world of wrestling right now has just been on fire. Uh, and there's just so much going on. And I'll, I'll admit, I feel like a kid again with a lot of this stuff. Because it's like, oh my god, wrestling is just breaking out every single you know, week and everything. Here's the thing though, Chris. Do you think, and, and, and this has been posed. Do you think that there's too much wrestling on television? Here's the thing about that. Um, a lot of people would be like, oh, we're oversaturating it. There's so much wrestling that we don't know what to watch, when to watch it, and how to watch it. Look, guys, that's the whole point. It, you might look at it now. A lot of people do think that way, but this this is how I look at it. I know you look at it the same way. It's just more options. If you're a wrestling fan, you're going to watch anything and everything. Jesus Christ, Caleb Stovall had a freaking... Subscription to every service known to man. <laughs> at one point, yes, <laughs> one I point. did. But now, you know, you you go on 
uh, TNT and watch Dynamite on Wednesdays or watch it on demand. Uh, WWE, if you still watch it, it's got its own network and you can watch it on demand or you can watch it Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. NWA and uh, MLW are all on YouTube and you can watch that at any given time. Same thing with AEW Dark that also airs on YouTube. And right. then, of course, you've got all your local independent stuff, Viral Pro on, um, you know, pro wrestling. Uh, I mean, you, you say it better than I do. <laughs> but they have their own stuff out there. They also uh, air on Fox here locally. Uh, right. PWX. Uh, it, it just, it's a plethora, okay? There's a plethora of pro wrestling everywhere. And it's all on what you want to, what your tastes are in professional wrestling, what you want to watch and it's your call. Right. That's a beautiful thing. We didn't have this option a few years back. All we had was WWE and TNA. And even then, TNA kind of disappeared on us and went to a network we couldn't get. Yeah. So, and, and, and a lot of people, here was the thing. And again, we've said it. When TNA failed, it was like people went, nope, we're not having this again. Yeah. And, and that's the beautiful thing now. Is we have choices. We didn't have that before. Hell, the only other time we ever really truly had that was back in the 90s. And, and really, then, in the 90s, you only had two choices. Yep, either WWF or WCW. And then ECW, but you could barely find it. Yeah, and now we have choices out of the yin-yang with multiple ways of watching it at any time we wish. And again, my thing is, is the best part about all of this is it's more opportunities for talent out there. Exactly. I mean, now, are you going to make the same amount of money in WWE? Not right off the bat, you're not, unless you get to AEW. But see, that's why these places need to grow so that people can make more money. So that they can go, so that you can not only try to get to because I get it. There have been people who have been lifelong WWE fans. You know, like, if you go and you talk to the Young Bucks, their favorite wrestler of all time is Hulk fucking Hogan. Yeah. And not the Hulk Hogan in the NWO. I'm talking the Hulk Hogan, eat your prayers and say your vitamins, brother. I'm sorry. Say your prayers and eat your vitamins, You got it. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, drink your milk. Do your yeah, thing, I know. brother. Yeah, I know. I fucked that up, but fuck you. Anyways. Who cares? <laughs> Hogan fucked it up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but you talked to the young I'm the right then. gay at the wrong... <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, but you talked to the young bucks, and that's their favorite wrestler of all time. So, I mean, I get it. There's people that want to go and work for WWE. I get it. But there also needs to be these other places that you can work and not just get 50 bucks for. Exactly. Or a hot dog and a soda. Yeah, that too. I mean, there needs to be other places. And we can't do that if there's only one place trying to put everyone out of business. And back in the day, you can say, well, WWE put a lot of places of of the territories out of business or whatnot. Well... Yes and no, because those territories were having financial problems. WWE just came in and made a better and made a deal with them. You know? 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, can't really fault them for that. But now it's like, come on, guys. Like, for real? <laughs> like, they couldn't even... Here's how ratings-driven WWE is. They get pissed at, at, at WWE backstage for its premiere episode for only doing like 100,000 or something like that. I'm sitting there going, did you really think there's going to be a lot of people to watch a backstage thing at 10 o'clock at night? And then they get, and then here was the thing with the NXT shit. I'm sitting there going, man, if y'all were going to go with NXT live this whole time, why do you just all of a sudden do it right when AEW is about to launch on TNT and you do it limited commercials? Mm -hmm. Like, are you bullshitting me? But they're the ones taking the show. And here's, here's what's, Here's what's so disgusting at times about WWE is they're going to try to figure out a way to make themselves look like the underdogs in this. To make them like that's what they did with WCW. Oh, they're stealing our talent. They're taking all of our talent or whatnot. They're beating us in the ratings. We were almost this, blah, 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 blah. I'm sitting there going, really? Like, you're. You're WWE? It doesn't, like, what the fuck? That's like saying John Cena is an underdog in his matches anymore. It's, dude, you're a fucking movie star. You're a Mm 16-time world champion. That's like saying the New England Patriots or Alabama Crimson Tide are underdogs and shit. Are you fucking kidding me? That should be an automatic win right there. But, yeah, that's the what, that's what WWE is going to try to figure out a way to do, is they're going to try to figure out a way to make themselves the underdogs in all of this. And it's, it's, it's like, are you serious? You have your own network. How are you an underdog in anything? It's, it's, I don't know. That's why I get frustrated with WWE, Chris. That's why I can't watch them. The only reason I have the network is for WCW. And yes, when they put WCW all of Saturday night on there, eventually I'm going to be having a marathon on that bitch. <laughs> oh, I know you will. I know. I'm still waiting for it. Like, I'm waiting for my 94s and my 95s Saturday nights. That's what I'm waiting for. I can't wait for those. Uh, and then, you know... They have all of the ECW. They have all of that. So I'm still going to watch that. But as far as current product, I couldn't give a shit less about it right now. All I'm supporting is AEW, NWA, and MLW. Impact Wrestling, I'll be honest, I watched their premiere episode and I went, what? <laughs> like, I don't know if I really have any words for impact anymore. It's just like, I really don't know what y'all are attempting anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's like they want to be Lucha underground, but they want to be ROH at the same time. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't know what their, their uh, personality is anymore. And here's the thing that personality was butchered so long ago. 
it's again my thing it's like why do you want to have the name impact why don't you call it something different why don't you give it a brand new presentation in and of itself not just change the colors of impact but actually like change it completely into what you want it to be i guess i don't know i just the thing with ace austin and eddie edwards the other night that i saw i just went what like it was some of the worst acting i've ever seen in my life yeah like it was just uh it was i don't know i can't really get into impact wrestling there's some stuff that's good I'll admit, like, oh, my God, I'm not even going to say her name. You say it. <sighs> Tessa Blanchard, baby. That was weak as fuck. Wow. Are you giving up on her or some shit? I don't know. I haven't really seen much of her lately. With the well, exception of uh, certain things here and there. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't even want to know what you mean by that, actually. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that I don't know what's going on with her. I mean, the last time we did a, a, a podcast episode, we talked about her contract being up. And next thing I see is she's challenging Sammy Callahan for the uh, Impact Championship again. And I'm just like, what the hell? Um, what's going on here? Where the fuck well, are no, you going, this would girl? be the first time that they've actually challenged for the Impact Wrestling title because he didn't have it then. They, yeah, cha- well, they challenge for a number one contendership. Yeah, it. well, my thing is, it's just like, what the hell are you, what is going on? Are you sticking with Impact? Are you leaving Impact? I know you're with WoW Women of Wrestling, and that only films certain seasons. You know, they film so much episodes for a season, and then they stop filming. I still um, have yet to even see a, an episode of it. It comes on Friday nights, uh, right after New Japan. No, okay. excuse me, Saturday nights after New Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's it's decent, um, and, and I barely see Tessa on that. Uh, I know she's predominantly featured on Impact, but the thing is, it's just I'm not liking what's going on uh, with her on Impact. I, I feel like the storyline is just uh, an excuse to elaborate with more, like with uh, Tommy Dreamer and other wrestlers. It's not really elevating her. Yeah, see, here's the thing. Like, I think that the storyline for me has run its course. Like, okay, I get it. You can take on Sammy Callahan. Again, what I don't under like, here's my thing. If anyone should be fighting guys in that company, it's Ty, it's Ty of Valkyrie. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, if, if if you look at from from stature and everything like that, Taya is bigger than Tessa. Now, obviously, Tessa has is bigger in popularity or whatnot, right? At about this time, but I'm just saying, like Taya Valkyrie looks like she should be challenging guys. So it's like, why is it? Again, this is what I feel as though you run into a problem with. Why is it then that any woman challenges for the uh, for the women's impact uh, for the knockouts championship? I'm sorry. Uh, like, why does anyone do that? 
if you could just go for the Impact Wrestling Championship now. Or potentially go for it. Yeah, it just, it, it throws everything off. I don't know. Impact Wrestling is making a lot of weird stuff. ROH is not making anything noteworthy other than bad PR, especially if you're Joey Mercury. Uh, Joey apparently, um, he legit uh, trashed ROH, did he not? Oh, he did. He royally did. Yeah, I didn't know all of that was going on, and it really makes me look at that company a, a lot different. So, and not in a good way. So, as much as I want there to be places, you know, guys, you gotta do better business. Like, I don't know. Impact Wrestling, it's just weird right now to me. That's just, that's just weird at times. Like, RVD, imp- like, what is our, is he in the Playboy Mansion or some shit? Like, I'm where not sure. is he? I'm not sure what's going on with RVD. I just don't understand. And then, let's put it this way. We're going to have him turn on Rhino? Like, it's like, haven't we seen this already? <laughs> like, yeah. what the We're fuck stopped. is going on? I don't know. I just, th- th- there is some things where I'm just like, okay, I'm scratching my head on, on, on this one. But, whatever. Still, the wrestling world is on fire. And, Chris, I can't wait to cover it all right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. But that is it for this week's episode. Chris, it's, it's been so good to be back, hasn't it? Oh, it has. And I'm glad we were able to cover a lot of the happenings in the pro wrestling world. Uh, and, you know, just to be able to talk about it again just feels so good. Yes, I, I, I agree completely. And uh, remember... Again, as always, if you want to follow and see more of the Stovall Wrestling Network, follow us on our Facebook. Chris, why don't you give him all that information? You can follow us on our Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Stovall Wrestling Network. You can also follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Just look for Stovall Wrestling Network on both of those. And, of course, we are streaming on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, as well as TMB Studios newly designed website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and please go get some merch. Shop TMBstudios.ga. We need some merch sold. Get a t-shirt. Merch. 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 Please. Merch. Hey, we were talking about Sammy Callahan. It does not come with a spit or any slap ups against or a tennis Callahan. racket upside the head. <laughs> But yes, represent the Stovall Wrestling Network in style. Get your T-shirt today at the Sto- at uh, give them that website again, Chris. Shop TMBStudios.ga. Yeah, and uh, that is it though for this week on the Stovall Wrestling Network. We will be back next week with a brand new episode. We'll be talking about all of the stuff going on in the world of pro wrestling. It is our favorite subject, but that is it for this week. He is Chris Dickens. I'm Caleb Stonefall. Peace out, everyone. Have a good one.